Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Tuesday, December 13th. Uh, this is Drive Time Lincoln. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. Uh, Restoring American values and bringing common sense and sanity to the capital city. Executive producer Johnny Cadillac is in the studio as well. Uh, we've got a good show for you lined up. Uh, we've got uh, two wonderful women from out west, uh, Leanne and Melissa from Grand Island and Grant, Nebraska, respectively, uh, that are on the phone line. And they're going to talk to us about, you know, their thoughts on election integrity and you know, what got them interested and what are the efforts they've been doing? You know, what are they following? What are their thoughts? Just average everyday Americans and Nebraskans that are concerned. Um, as I said yesterday, I want to focus quite a bit on this um, as we lead into Christmas. Why? I've just come to the realization with the Twitter files and um, the journalist Aibi and Elon Musk, you know, releasing things that, you know, when things go from hearsay or conspiracy as one side, you know, because everybody's throwing mud in this game, this political game, even, you know, here in Nebraska. Um, you know, when we can get some hard facts, uh, then we can begin to take action. And I think that the fact that uh, certainly lots of conservative voices uh, were sequestered on Twitter, if not other social media platforms, I think you would have to be even if you're partisan, you'd have to be an idiot to say that doesn't have an effect on our society. That doesn't have an effect on our elections. And frankly, in our Constitution, it's wrong. Um, so certainly there may be some crimes. Nonetheless, as that story finally you know, had some facts to it with the release of all the information, uh, it's not too hard to make the cognitive leap that, wow, maybe we need to really dig into this election stuff and try to just understand it better and see locally, you know, nationally, locally, statewide, nationally, you know, what's really going on and form our own opinion and then take action as necessary. Um, Joe Biden makes the news. Why? Because he doesn't believe the inflation's that bad. Um, the year over year rollover is 7.1 uh spending power or what you make is down 1.9 um so i think all you need to know about that is is when eggs are up 50% butter and margarine is up 34% household cleaning products 11% uh gas we've talked about milk 14% the bottom line is we're in a recession and call it what you want. Uh, you know, we're not we're not making money as a country. Uh, it is getting better, uh, but in fact, uh, inflation is extremely high. Most of the numbers date back to 1979 or 80 for their last highest in this month. But President Biden says everything's going good. He says new car prices haven't gone up. Um, and this is just what Democrats do. I mean, it's like our mayor talking about police numbers and her efforts there. And then the Biden administration stands up there and says, hey, you know, inflation's not that bad. It's at a, you know, 40 year bad, Mr. President. So anyway, election integrity. Let's welcome uh, Leanne Troush and uh, Melissa Sauter to Drive Time Lincoln. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Jeff. Hi. How are you guys? Great. Thank you for having us on. 
Yeah, I really appreciate it. You know, uh, this is a difficult conversation for a lot of Americans and Nebraskans right now um, because a lot of times it seems like it's along party lines, but I would submit that it's not. I would submit that us as American citizens need to know that our votes are accurate and that they count and that there's, you know, not shenanigans involved. And so something had to get you both interested more than the average bear in this. What was that? Well, I think for me, I can speak personally, this had to do with the post-2020 election. And, you know, honestly, I should have been paying attention to the chatter after the 2016 election because, you know, uh, they weren't happy either then. And so we can't have a situation where every four years no one believes the results. So we we have to meet in the middle somehow and uh, figure out how to make this at least accurate and believable. So um, how I became involved was seeing the aftermath of the 2020 election and a lot of the shenanigans that that weren't on, you know, mainstream media, but alternative media, and thinking this is really wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, seeing a documentary that came out with um, Mike Lindell about, um, with Dr. Frank, about how the votes are predictable according to the population numbers and doing that for our state with our voter roll and finding out that our votes were very much predictable as well. So within, you know, one to 2%, you could pretty much predict who was going to vote or which age groups, how many of each age group that were registered to vote in each county, how many would show up and cast a ballot. And it shouldn't be that easy to predict. So, So, uh, well, yeah, so <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. That's that's why I'm glad you guys are talking. Uh, and I agree with you. I think that it's very easy right now for people to think that it's it's the right that's only talking about this. But I would submit that this is just an important underpinning of American society and our freedom, that no matter the partisan, we have to have trust in the election and we have to have um integrity that it's right um because you know the people on all sides this is how we keep our elected officials accountable um and you bring up um very famous person mike lindell and dr frank and and i know dr frank has come to nebraska and you, and you bring up uh what i'll call some of the backbone architecture of the computerized version of voting rolls now um right and the fact that it is very easy to predict kind of in what county and what type of people are going to vote. It, the premise being, and correct me if I'm wrong, that when you have that, you then have a potential delta to know where to insert votes to to essentially push the election your way. Am I right on that? Exactly. And that's, you know, that's, at, at this point, because these machines that are being used in here in Nebraska, we vote. This is what I think that big people need to understand: is we vote on paper, but that's not what's counted. Now that may be difficult to, but but it's scanned into a a tabulator, and the electronic copy is what's counted. Now that can be. There's all sorts of things that can happen in that process, but no one is allowed to see how the ballots are counted. 
no one's allowed to know what the software looks like. You know, um, because it's because it's proprietary, right? And the and the way I understand it is the Secretary of State's and the counties. I, I actually think it's the counties, but the Secretary of State kind of brokers it. Uh, I, I don't. What I want to say is the counties buy the software or the systems, but it is under the umbrella of the Secretary of State as the overall person in charge of elections. And therefore, we the people don't get a see um, essentially behind the curtain. Uh, correct. Yeah, it is. Well, the Secretary of State actually purchased the system for the counties, a lot of it without their input. Um, in 2020, this massive system to replace, you know, with a huge grant from the federal government and some monies from Nebraska, and handed it, gifted it to the counties. And the counties were like, oh, thanks, I think, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of these counties, some of them have 600 people in them have these systems, you know, and I think we could count ballots in a county that small for sure. Sure. Um, but have been foisted on them and have, you know, and the counties that have said, hey, let's count these by hand. We'd like to. Um, that particular office, is the state office, Secretary of State's office, has come down hard and said, you will not be able to. We are not allowing you to, and we will take over your elections if you try. That's interesting to me. Um, if a, if a county wanted to, again, free society, free citizens, if they wanted to count their votes and put them in a box and you know keep it under watch of the sheriff until the secretary of state arrived to get it, um, I I don't know why a county shouldn't be able to do that. I well, mean, it kind of it begs the question: What is their, What are they hiding? I mean, that that increases suspicion automatically. Right. Let me go back real quick. So I, I agree with you. I don't think a lot of people understand this, um, that we do vote on paper. OK, everybody knows the ballot and it's got the barcodes. But then that is put into a machine and it is tabulated, right, counted but on the machine. I think they, the word everyone uses is it's a scanned copy. And yeah. and what you're surmising is, you know, with voter rolls, you have an accurate decently accurate count of who's going to vote um historical and otherwise and you can neck it down to see where there's gaps and then instead of there being you know a paper trail we then have the scanned uh counted ballot that i don't think we are able to go get our ballots after the fact is that correct the citizens not allowed to see the ballots we're not allowed to see the process we we don't have access to anything. It's our vote, but it's all being hidden behind closed doors. Um, you you might get special approval if you're the right person to be present to watch them feed the ballots into the machine, but you can't see those ballots before or after. And whether or not they keep the physical ballot, they say they do. However, no one can touch them, so the the moot point if they have them or not. But being counted, and even in recount, is the scanned copy. So it's not, not the original ballot. No, it is not. Wow, that's interesting. Um, let me let me go back uh, again. We're with uh, Leanne and Melissa from out west Nebraska, Grand Island, and, and Grant, respectively. Uh, one of the things I talk a lot about, the computers to me and the scanning is the harder of this. I think a lot of people understand the premise of ballot harvesting, 
They understand the premise of early mail-in ballots and, you know, my aunt can get three and then, you know, two people can fill out some other people. And, you know, all of a sudden my aunt's voted three times under three different names. Um, And that's, I guess, I'll call that kind of historical. I, I think a lot of people see problems with that. But it's this computer thing. And would you say here in Nebraska, and you're looking at it with everyone is is one uh, scanning i should say not computer scanning is 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 a big problem for our state is that the major oh. problem you think but, uh, that's one of the problems that i mean harvesting is <laughs> it's happening everywhere and including our state you know it, so ours are scanned and just like every other state we're no different in that aspect than pennsylvania or georgia or arizona um, that they're transmitted, you know, electronically, they're shuffled and cryptically they're uh, made anonymous. So the ballot is separated from the identity in every aspect. So there's, so there's no way to trace or to say, hey, did, did my vote for this particular person get counted ballot? And there's so many gaps along the line. They say the systems are secure, which is, it, I can't even believe they could say that with a straight face. There are so many ways, especially with mail-in, the transport of the, the ballot request, you know, the Postal Service is involved. The Postal Service scans mail, um, especially first-class mail, and they know exactly where things are going and coming from and who, what, when, where, and how, and people are sending back their ballots. There's so many opportunities, electronically and otherwise, to track, to change, to harvest, um, we, it is nobody knows. See, that's the thing. It's, you can't prove that the cheat's happening, but they can't prove that it's not happening. Yeah, that, that's a great question, or that's a great uh, kind of premise, right, is nobody really knows, and it's difficult to prove if if you're suspect of it, but it's also something that the powers that be can't really prove either. And And I would go back to the simplicity of it is that, and and I don't know if this is true, but I would like to think that five days, a month after the election, I should be able to run my vote all the way down, see my name on it, see who I voted for, and see it in the final tabulation. You would think that would be, yeah, absolutely. But there is no chance, no no prayer for that. And, you know, the ballots, when you sign the out outside of the ballot or, you know, even when you go to the poll, it's separated from your identity. And, you know, they've done that for, you know, to keep people safe from, I guess, retribution or whatever, but it's also enabled this massive loophole for for potential for fraud. And, you know, especially when people mail in their ballots, they're kept track of, the tallies are kept track of along the list of who's received ballots and who's mailed them back. Now, they can't open these ballots you know, up until right before the election, but it's not a mystery to see, you know, how most of these people will vote. So they know going into the election how many votes are needed for so-and-so candidate to win and, and so forth. So early voting is an absolute... <laughs> that is after. Yeah, I think... I think um... I think a lot of people, at least a lot of people here in the state of Nebraska, are starting to see that there's probably not a lot of value in early voting. Um, you know, we can get it done. 
Hey, ladies, uh, I'll have you back on here a second segment. I really appreciate your thoughts, and uh, we'll just keep rolling here on KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, December 13th, Tuesday here. Uh, actually, a nice day after the big storm last night. Uh, 45 out right now. Uh, it's a little windy, but, yeah, I didn't know what was happening in the middle of the night last night. I, <laughs> I, I know it wasn't snow. It wasn't quite hail, but it must have been big raindrops. Um, hey, we've got uh, Leon Troush and Melissa, Melissa Sonder uh, from out west Nebraska. Leanne's from Grand Island, Melissa's from Grant. Uh, we're talking election integrity, just the system, thoughts of the common person. Um, and we're going to continue to try to bring in people and talk both sides. I mean, if, you, if you're a Democrat and have your thoughts on it, I'd love to hear from you, too, as we go through this. And if you're an elected official as well. Um, it is Twitter Tuesday. Um, Jack Mitchell, host of the Jack Mitchell Show podcast and LNK Today. Uh, here on KLIN, he's at Jack Mitchell LNK. Um, want a scalding white hot take from me? Question mark. It'd be better if Christmas were on January 25th. Now, I don't exactly know why. Is that because that's the Super Bowl? Is that because it's football's done with? Is that I don't know why. I I don't either. I was just scrolling through Twitter and I saw that. Johnny, and... what would we do without you finding that white <laughs> hot take? Jack, explain that to us uh, in tomorrow's LNK today uh, with Jack and friends. Uh, Chaps is on Morning Drive. Uh, Jason Peterson and John Bishop tomorrow. Uh, we're going to continue on in second segment uh, talking with these ladies. And just so you know, lots of inflation here in America. Never seen since 1979, 1980. Good job, President Biden. 1,499.3 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln. 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, we're back Tuesday, December 13th. Uh, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to get back with our guests, uh, Leanne Troush uh, from Grand Island and Melissa Sauter from Grant. Uh, talking just thoughts on election. Election integrity um, issues. Ladies, thanks again for holding and uh, giving us this entire hour. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you. You know, we left off first segment talking about uh, the machines, um, and and there's been a lot of talk again. Um, people decently understand early voting and potential harvesting there. Um, obviously, brought on a lot by COVID. Um, there have been some election ir- irregularities. Uh, <laughs> election snafus irregularities um i really i'll go back to counting chads um and so it it kind of goes both ways but it seems like the american people are kind of fed up with it now and one of the things you brought up was here in this state um our scanning of votes and uh, really the inability to be able to follow your vote all the way through and and actually verify at the end of the process uh, am i getting that right yeah, that's right, and um, we should be able to. Um, and there is absolutely no way, given the current system, to do that. Um, in fact, I wouldn't say we're counting votes at this point. We're counting ballots with these machines. Who knows what the votes are? So um, yeah, we, need this- to get some- <laughs> we need to get something out, too, is 
you know, one particular voting company has really been dogged, but they're all the same. They all share the same software. They were all designed to do this sort of thing. And, um, and we've, we've unleashed this on other countries to have, you know, control over their outcomes, and now they've been unleashed here. Are you not satisfied with, I'll call it either the national level investigation or statewide investigations uh, across our great nation into uh, really kind of the cyber part of, of this concern for a lot of Americans? The problem is nationally, we, we are handing it over to, to the national part of our country, and we're not keeping it it local. We have no yeah. control. We've essentially handed over our elections to the Department of Homeland Security, to the federal government, in exchange for, you know, we've sold our souls here for a little bit of money um, and given them complete control over the cybersecurity, over everything, and we're just supposed to take their word for it everything's fine. Well, you know, uh, some people call that, if you don't believe what they say, you know, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment at this point, because <laughs> that just means you have a, crit- you have a critical thing, critically thinking mind, and, you know, the people that formed this country didn't believe the prevailing government at that time either, and currently they would be called conspiracy theorists. George Washington would be, you know, Thomas Jefferson, all of them. Yeah. Now, one of the things I I don't disagree. I mean, some some of it, uh, you know, with federal agencies and and cyber and digging in and different softwares that have been mentioned over this um, CrowdStrike being one of them, um, and certainly other softwares that have gotten out there as uh, we'll call it uh, malicious uh, on the base of maybe other governments certainly benefiting U.S. interests. Um, now the potential of that stuff being turned on us here at home. But even though, I mean, but a lot of this has been brought up, even in this state. Are you sad or are you happy with what the legislation has done, you know, just since 2020 here in this state? No, absolutely not. What do you think they, they, they can do to add to security and restore trust for people? The only way forward is to get rid of every piece of machinery, every electronic item, to bring the, the voter rolls back to the county level for the Secretary of State to say, you know what, you guys can handle it. We trust you because you can uh, your elections. <laughs> get to handle your own elections because we've done it for a long time before he happened to roll in, you know, or John Dale, the previous Secretary of State, and take them all back, hand count, paper ballots um, at the precinct level. And we can count. Nebraskans can count, contrary to what Secretary of State Edmund thinks. Now, he thinks that he's made comments about single moms um, being bribed to steal elections because they may have less money and their kids need a pair of shoes. And I, that is, to me, insulting to so many single moms that he would think that that a single mom would rig an election, at least when there's 1,300 and some precincts here, that the one corporation in, that is in charge of the whole thing isn't capable of the same amount of um, problematic behavior. It would seem there is a way forward for oversight from the state level um, 
you know, on those type issues. I know the Secretary of State Evnen is is you know not a fan of early voting and that you know harvesting can be done there. Um, you know, the cyber thing. I think uh, everybody is trying to get their heads around. You know, and and I'll I'll give you this case in point. I find this interesting. There's a there's a recount trying to happen here in Lincoln in Legislative District 26. Russ Barger, George C. Dunnigan. This is an important thing um, because it would give uh, one side, in this case conservatives, a, a majority in the legislature. It was 224 votes. There was about 11,000 uh, cast. Um, I know for a fact that me, myself, with you know everybody that wants uh, to make it legal, could count those votes easily in two days. If if not a day, um, you know what I mean. Like I could I could sit down. I have the time minus take time out for drive time Lincoln. Uh, provide a Republican and Democrat Secretary of State, you know, Sheriff, whoever you need. I I don't understand why we can't recount if a candidate wants to ask for a recount. I can't understand why we can't do that expeditiously, like within two weeks. I mean, two hundred and twenty four votes separate. A majority conservative or not in our state legislature. That's a big deal. That is a huge deal because the majority would certainly be able to overcome any filibuster. Correct. Uh huh. And so, and, and of course, there's strong powers that don't want that. And it, it may surprise us to, to know that some of those powers are on our own side. And that's part of the concern. But, um, I think we need to look past party lines at this point. Yeah. Behavior. I, I yeah. think we do need to look past party lines about just, you know, voting that is trusted, voting that ensures that one vote per citizen, per citizen. And, and that kind of takes me back to voter ID, which, you know, got approved hugely. Um, but now the legislature has a big job as to decide how to write enacting that. When I voted for it, that meant one person, one ID, it matches up one vote. Um, that doesn't matter if you mailed in early. That doesn't matter if you're military voting from Japan. Doesn't matter if you're in day. Um, where do, what do you think when you hear voter ID and where do you want to see the legislature go with that? On the exact same place. I've been, I've been working on legislation um, over the last couple months and that's the exact same goal. That's what the citizens of the state voted for with over 65% of the vote. We want one person, one, one citizen, one vote counted, cast one time. And you cannot verify that if you don't do it in person. Oh, and it wasn't a signature ID. You know, they're going to want to compare signatures or something like that. And, you know, if you've got thousands of hours of experience and certification in that, you know, to be a handwriting in the analyst, then by all means, but nobody does. And so it needs to be comparing the physical presence of the person voting, uh, you know, to their identification. That's what the citizens voted for. It was a photo ID. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, right? Because here in Lincoln, you know, we we increased a wheel tax for our roads to get improved, and then the roads that are being improved are just uh, partisan roads, not for the whole part of Lincoln. Uh, that's another story, right? Uh, typical Democrat strategy there. Um, but, you know, once again, we did huge majority vote for voter ID, and I think that people ultimately want it simple. One person, 
one ID that matches, it is them, and one vote. Um, yeah. You know, where do you see, you know, moving forward, where do you see this um, argument going here within the state? Uh, I frankly see it only being settled in the courts at this point because uh, other than a, a rare handful of state senators who have critically thinking, critical thinking skills, um, the rest are, are not quite there. And I, I, I hope I'm wrong. But, um, are you aware of any entities that are um, trying to file in court? I'm not, but that doesn't mean it's not out there. Would it be tied to national, um, I guess, lawsuits? Or um, do we see any citizens or groups of citizens getting together to put something together? I think so. If if they're not going to do what the citizens you know, wanted with that initiative, which means comparing the physical presence of that person to their photo ID, then I believe that we will end up in court. And my guess would be it will happen sooner than later because of, you know, what we've all kind of doubted over the last two years and the fact that, you know, this got passed. I don't think people are going to wait five or ten years to go, you know, we need to enforce the voter ID thing. No, we don't have that much time. Yeah. Our country doesn't have the time. Yeah, that's, I mean, in the end of the day, and again, I there's a part of me that feels it's partisan. Maybe that's because conservatives have been talking about it uh, more, or maybe it's because conservatives have been silenced and couldn't talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I do believe that it is more a American issue and, and something that we really do need to work hard as citizens and as elected officials to restore that trust. Um, as far as any efforts you guys are doing, uh, what will you continue to do as this year goes on along this lines locally and statewide? Um, educating the public, pushing for regular people to run for office is important. We don't need any more career politics. I mean, goodness gracious, you know. Um, we just need regular folks in that have critical thinking minds, you know, running the state. and. Um, and if the voter ID the voter ID thing doesn't go through, then you're probably going to see a court case coming from our direction as well. So. Yeah, you know what's really funny is I think about you know I wonder how I I could pull the data. I just we have a lot of counties and you know besides Lincoln, Omaha, Grand Island, maybe North Platte, uh, you know some of the the vast majority of Nebraska counties are small. And can be done literally by walking in, voting, and a bunch of volunteers sitting there under the legalities of it and counting the vote, putting it in a secure box, and driving it to where it needs to go under, you know. You talk about a great use of the National Guard or, you know, the Sheriff's Department or the State Patrol. Escorting well, votes to a secure location, you know, in Lincoln or Omaha in a hangar. We don't even need to move the votes. And see, that's what's crazy. No, you don't need that. to. It'd just be nice yeah. to have a repository you know, God forbid these things get, you know, crazy, you know what I mean, on a national level. But all of our precincts, you know, have, for the most part, have less than 2,000 people in them. I mean, we can count 2,000 ballots in each precinct, and that includes Douglas County. So it's not impossible. And, you know, Secretary of State thinks, oh, gosh, we wouldn't have our vote tallies until Easter. Well, we're, we're still waiting for Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, and that brings up a good point. You guys have been so... um you know, kind of on this from the get-go way before me. Have you had talks and been in talks with legislatures and Secretary of State over the years, you know, trying to uh, express your frustrations? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we met with the Secretary of State of Nebraska a year and a half ago to to start discussing this issue. And I mean, really, the only result since then is we're told that there's been an investigation and everything's been cleared up and everything's good to go. His investigation entailed asking the voting company, how's everything, you know, are you guys secure? And they said, yeah. So you weren't you weren't provided any kind of detailed investigative report uh, from the secretary of state. It was just it appeared to you. It appeared to you to just kind of be. Like you said, a- asking the company that we've contracted and then being reassured by them. Um, of course, and the private for yeah. corporation that counts our our you know major voice. Our you know um, for some reason they're completely trustworthy, and what we want as constituents is not as important as that corporation. Or, I mean, or the other side, right, is that it's just, uh, that's the system right now, and, it, and it's kind of like a captain going down with the ship. You're, you're just going to, you're going to use that system or back it until it's either proven faulty or, um, you know, you move on and then somebody else elected in says, you know, we're not going to use this anymore. Because you don't have to use it. I mean, there's no legalities that say you have not, to use it. Not even here. We have it in state statute that county can count paper ballots by hand. But for some reason, you know, it has to be controlled from Lincoln. Yeah. And um, and even though, you know, he signed a contract with that company out of Omaha, and um, even if they were to find problems, the contract states that he can't disclose what they are. Yeah, ladies, I want to I want to seriously thank you for coming on uh, Leanne and Melissa. A great start to just trying to you know, once again, open this can and, and figure it out. Thanks so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. You betcha. All right, folks. Uh, KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks. Uh, we just finished up with uh, Leanne. Troush and uh, Melissa Sonder, really just concerned citizens, everyday Nebraskans from Grant and Grand Island out west, um, you know, uh, on this election stuff. I mean, I, I don't think it's fair to talk about this stuff and label it conspiracy theory, you know, just again, just like people were saying with Twitter. I mean, there's something there. It's it's very difficult to understand. It's very difficult to digest, especially in a verbal medium. Um, but I, I highly encourage you um, to just ask, ask your fellow neighbor, do you trust the elections? Do you, do you trust, you know, and, um, it's something we have to restore. And if anything, the public trust in our elective process nationally and, um, and, and locally, and, and there's just lots of issues. So I appreciate their time. We're going to continue talking about it and exploring more. I'm going to do my best. Jack Mitchell is the winner of Twitter Tuesday here on drive time. Lincoln, well, want a scolding white hot take from me, Jack Mitchell. Uh, it'd be better if Christmas were on January 25th. We think we figured it out in here because Thanksgiving and Christmas are too close together because it's, it's too many holidays. Boom, boom, boom. And just spread it out. We think that's what Jack meant. We don't know, but so that's uh, kind of what 
Grillmaster. Yeah, Grillmaster Chris, old wise Chris Lofgren came in to explain that to us. But uh, maybe call and ask him on LNK today, uh, tomorrow. Jack and friends, uh, they've got Chaps and Morning Drive, Jason Peterson and John Bishop. We're going to continue with the Whatever Wednesday, and I'm still trying to get some regional and national guests lined up talking election integrity stuff. I hope you had a good Tuesday and and continue to keep it real and stay safe, Lincoln, Nebraska. Stay safe. The Voice of Lincoln, KLIN 1499.3.